If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneur experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made or looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of The Bunker. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of the Bunker Labs branding team. Today on The Transition, I'm joined by Rita Hicks, a military spouse, attorney, and entrepreneur. Rita's the founder of GotSpot, a company that helps small businesses generate extra revenue by leveraging space in their office or building for short-term rentals. I actually had a chance to interview Rita in person at the Bunker Labs Ambassador Fly-In down in Austin, Texas. And I just realized that Rita was the first person interview I've conducted since launching this platform in the heart of the pandemic. Rita and I are kindred spirits, as both of us are grant recipients of the Street Shares Foundation and have been passing each other in the Bunker Lab ecosystem for quite some time. On the show, Rita opens up about what led her to start GotSpot, her passion for helping small business owners generate extra revenue, and how she's been able to navigate the challenges the pandemic has caused to GotSpot's business model. This is a great episode, and I had a ton of fun recording it. I'd also like to acknowledge that it's Women's History Month. And so for the rest of the month of March, you'll be hearing from some amazing female entrepreneurs within our ecosystem. Before you hear from Rita and I, make sure you subscribe to the Transition Newsletter at the link in the show notes. I send out a newsletter at least once a week sharing the latest episode of The Transition. And if there's a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or in the newsletter, feel free to shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org. I got one more announcement for you. Applications for the Veterans in Residence program are open March 1st through March 31st for the July 2022 cohort. Veterans in Residence is a six-month startup incubator that provides veterans and military spouses within the Bunker Labs community national a national business network and resources to grow their business. Again, I'll include that uh, link to the application in our show notes. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, the foundation also provides mentorship and financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's show and that accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. This is Iron Mike Stepman, and we're podcasting live today from the Bunker Labs Ambassador Fly-In. This is my first time doing in-person interviews. I got Rita Hicks here from GotSpot. But uh, we're out here in Austin, Texas, because Bunker Labs flew in ambassadors from all over the country to get some programming and uh, really learn how to build their ecosystems in their local community. So it's pretty exciting uh, to get out in person, you know, like we were talking before about, you know, so many of us have been on online and on Zoom, but there's nothing like hanging out in person. No substitution, for sure. So Rita, I've actually been wanting to get you on the podcast for a minute because me and you have come through a similar... How do I say this? Kind of similar circles. So I noticed that you won a grant from the Street Shares Foundation. How much? Uh, $15,000. Yeah, I won $25,000 in 2019. So for everyone that's listening, these pitch competition, these grant competitions are um, great seed funding. And uh, so you've done that. And then you've also been a part of Bunker Lab. So really bring our listeners up to speed on, on who you are, your venture, and where you're at now. Uh, who I am. So I, um, oh my gosh, 
I never really thought much about how to describe myself outside of my business, but I'm a an attorney, advocate, and business owner based in Houston, Texas. I am a military spouse. My husband was 22 years in the Army, and he's retired now, and we both are very active in Houston, um, serving veteran and military spouse families. Uh, he does wildly different things than I do. A lot of my work is around entrepreneurship and upskilling and helping people make local connections that can help them grow and thrive. And it's the it's in the same vein that I started my company, Godspot. It is a marketplace much like Airbnb, but for day renting of business space of all kinds, um, because I believe that there's so much rich goodness for businesses on Main Street that is just not being fully utilized right now. And that's a bad thing for businesses that have the brick and mortar. And it's a bad thing for businesses that need it, but don't right now have an easy way to access it. So I created my platform so that if you have amazing space and you want to invite activity in to add to your own bottom line, you have an easy way to do it, but also a hub for all kinds of businesses to look for space they can just borrow um, to do very specific business opportunities And my ultimate goal, the space is lovely, but my ultimate goal is a connection between two businesses that can grow together um, and have a positive experience and then repeat it. And I think that spark, those hyper-local sparks, can really light up an entire business community. How long ago did you launch Godspot? We launched at the very end of 2018. So we operated in Houston only for all of 2019. Only in Houston because I built my first platform myself out of WordPress and duct tape. And so it could only handle one city. And, um, you know, I actually have won a few grant competitions, put together the money to be able to replace the platform. But then unfortunately the pandemic hit and that really put the brakes on our work. So we're basically rebuilding from the ground up right along with a lot of the businesses we're trying to serve. Yeah. You know, this pandemic did hit brick and mortar and main street businesses pretty hard, but, uh, you know, we're resilient. We're in a bunker community. And so one of the things we do on this platform, Rita, is we take off our armor. So this is your opportunity to share something either personally or professionally uh, as you're going through your own entrepreneurial journey. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I think there's a big, long list of uh, turns I've taken that weren't quite quite the right one, course corrections, all of those things. Um, I think maybe the most important thing that I have learned and continue to relearn because it's a humility lesson, right, is quickly identifying what you don't know so you can go find somebody who does that can help you. Um, Because, you know, especially high-achieving type A people don't like to ask for help, but that's a foolish decision as a business owner because no person is an island. You can't do your business all by yourself. And so it's really important to reach out and say, you know, hey, I need help. And it's not only important, you know, for me, but also what I have learned is the more I'm willing to say I need help, the more people are willing to ask me for help because they sort of, um, we have that mutual, we're going to respect each other and recognize that we're all not islands. We have to be able to help each other. What's been the biggest challenge with Godspot during the pandemic? Well, I mean, the shutdown, you know, is the, is the probably most stark challenge because my whole business is built on inviting activities into a space. And when we can't gather, that's just not even possible. We did a bit of a pivot where um, I was helping uh, 
emergency response activities be facilitated in space. So for example, finding warehousing for FEMA to bring in PPE at the beginning of the pandemic and finding um, storefronts for homemade mass collection, those kinds of one-off activities. But apart from that, you know, people couldn't do bookings in the pandemic because they couldn't invite people into their space. And my background is legal and I'm not going to ask anybody using my platform to take on risk, you know, and there were just so many unknowns about the pandemic that were so risky. Um, that's probably the biggest one. And then the other thing is just like resources. It's ma a major issue. We are, uh, we're self-funded. I actually had planned on launching a round of fundraising at South by Southwest in 2020, which that right. all kind of went sideways. And so apart from grant funding, you know, I'm paying for my business myself and I've had to, you know, stay very lean. Um, and I have a couple of really great military spouses working for me. But beyond that, like it has really been a challenge to grow just because of very significant bandwidth issues. Yeah, no, that bandwidth is real, especially for us as bootstrapped entrepreneurs. You know, people see me, they're like, Mike, you're doing so much. How do you do all this stuff? I'm like, listen, man, this business don't pay for itself. You know, sometimes you got to rob from Peter to pay Paul. And for bootstrapped entrepreneurs, we do need those other sources of income at time because, you know, when you have a, a business that's up and running and you need cash, cash quick, sometimes you got to throw a proposal together and go get some money, you know, a lot a lot sooner than it is fundraising and all that other stuff. So right. I appreciate you sharing and getting vulnerable for our listeners. And I want to acknowledge, you know, what brought us here today, which is Bunker Labs, a national network of veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs dedicated to helping the military community start their own businesses. How important is it for you to have a community when you've been going through your own entrepreneurial journey? Oh, it's so important because running a business is a lonely business. I mean, even if you have a, a really solid team, it can feel really lonely and especially when things are going sideways. So having people that can relate, um, that you can just call and say, I'm really having trouble figuring out this or that challenge. It's really tremendous. But the other thing that's so important about community is everybody's looking at your business from a different lens. And so I have gotten some of the most interesting and helpful feedback and ideas from people um, invested in me who, who look at my business differently than I do because our backgrounds are different. And um, the other thing is it's just so nice to have people that you know are rooting for you to succeed because the narrative around entrepreneurship is about failure, right? If you don't do this, you're a failure. If you don't do that, you're a failure. If you're not doing this, you know, 1,000 percent of the time and you're all in and blah, 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 you're a failure. And it's so nice to be around people all doing it all different ways in the way that works best for them and their family and their circumstances. And it helps you know that, like, there are plenty of paths to success and you can find one. I'll tell you, I've gone out uh, for the first time ever, like going to conferences and stuff. I went to my first really entrepreneurial conference a couple of weeks ago, the Military Veterans Startup Conference. Mm -hmm. And then to come to this, I feel the power of us with our military backgrounds, you know, military spouses, veterans, because for so many of us, when we transition out, we kind of lose this. But then, like, you get pulled into the bunker and you start going to events. And like me and you, we've seen each other in person before. But then there's been this whole life that's taking place with like the pandemic. So you're catching up. Right. Everybody's like hugging each other. And so even though we're all going through our own journeys, this idea that like we're not going through it alone and you can feel that energy. And that's one of the things like I'm really just cognizant of being out here at this ambassador fly in, um, just being able to connect with people in person. Like it's just a different vibe. And I think a lot of people that are listening to this show, particularly those that are in the process of transition out of the military, they're scared because they don't have a network. 
So it's like, yo, I'm getting out. You know, who's going to have my back? Who can I hang out with? You know, who can I socialize with? And I think that's what we're able to bring through the Bunker Lab ecosystem. So I, I agree with everything that you just said, Mike. Here's the other thing I'll add. We are a little bit of a unique military family because I was already partnership track at a law firm when I met my husband. And so we actually made the choice to geobatch for about nine years, which means I've been in my market for my whole professional career, 17 years. I'm very connected in a lot of networks. And I have gotten super, super choosy about the spheres in which I spend my time. And one of the most important questions I ask myself when choosing one is, what, you know, what is the culture of that organization? Is it one that's invited, you know, inviting and open and, you know, people are invested in one another and people are trying to help one another? And what I have found is that there are a lot of them. And so when I talk to a lot of people who are coming to Houston after service to make it their home, it's a very popular veteran city. And the first thing I say to them is like, figure out the things you really care about and then go find the people that also care about those things. And I know that's scary. You know, it's like (laughs) going to find new friends after you're done in school is scary. Um, But at the same time, there are so many people who will be your champion if you can just sort of find that right place where you belong. Um, and if you try a place out and it doesn't seem to fit with you, you know, have no problem walking out again because um, not every place is not for everybody. And, and sometimes the places that are right for you today might not be right for you five years from now. And so I think it's really important to find people, you know, with whom you sh- share a bond um, you know, share common values or common ideals, but then also just r- think to yourself as you go along, you know, am I still in the right place? Is this, you know, still a place I can add value and, and obtain value in this or, or is it time for me to maybe go look for a new sphere of people? Yeah. And just like you said, like, it doesn't necessarily have to be entrepreneurship for us. We like entrepreneurship. So like, you know, when I can come talk to you, how's the hustle? And you know, you grab that glass of wine, you're like, it's going, you know, like this is the place where we can kind of do that amongst each other. But if you like food, go find people that enjoy food in your local community. Maybe you like biking on Saturdays or hiking or whatever. The thing we're talking about is find a community. And if you're interested in entrepreneurship, this is like a great entry level community for a lot of people because, you know, it's one thing like walking into a space and feel like an outsider and like, do I belong? You know, and I already know the the self-confidence, lack of self-confidence a lot of us have when we don't have that business background and we think we need to go get an MBA and you got to get all this other stuff. So what I, I really do appreciate about what we try to do our best here in Bunker Labs is make it very inviting. Mm-hmm. So like if you show up to an event and it's your first time, somebody's going to come up and talk to you and pull you in and you're going to be a part of the ecosystem. No, I think that's exactly right. And it really comes down to the intentionality of the group, right? Are they creating the conditions for new people to step in and feel appreciated from day one? Um, Because if you are, then necessarily that's going to set the tone for everything else that follows. And I think it's so important for an entrepreneurship organization to be that way because, you know, as people become more and more successful, they tend to have less and less bandwidth, which means that there need to be new entrepreneurs coming in behind them that can kind of continually fill the ranks. Because the hope is that everybody is, you know, sort of on an upward trend, although to say that entrepreneurship is any kind of straight line is you know, laughable, but (laughs) the idea is we're always bringing in new people, trying new ideas and new hustles and, and making sure that, you know, if you are a five-time founder and you're about to go your sixth go round, 
you're still coming here first because we're here to help you. Yeah. And speaking of hustles, take us back. Talk to us about your journey to becoming an entrepreneur. Oh, I'm, I am an accidental entrepreneur. If I'm just being totally honest, I never thought I would ever start a company. I'm a lawyer by background. And, um, I got to a place where I felt like I needed to solve two problems by, by realigning them and making them solve each other. So I spent the first nearly decade of my law practice working in uh, restructuring, so bankruptcy. So w- working with a lot of really broken businesses trying to figure out what went wrong. And for local, biz- small businesses, so not your like massive... Main street businesses. Main street businesses. Often the problem is overhead. Because no matter how what your foot traffic looks like, you're still, you know, writing that rent check every month. And if you have two bad months in a row, you know, you can lose a really great local business. And that's a terrible, terrible reason to lose a great local business. So I was aware of that problem, not sure what I could do to move the needle on it. Um, and then I married into the military community and started getting really active um, in, uh, in military spouse uh, professional development. And talking to all these men and women, what I learned is like so, so many of them choose entrepreneurship so that their hustle is portable and they're so good at so many things. But the problem is every time you move to a new place, you have to start all over again, building a network and, you know, finding space and figuring out how you're going to keep growing your business when you get the opportunities that are going to be too big for your home, which always happens because they're awesome, awesome men and women hustling really hard. And Right, right now, anyway, the best tool to find what you need is Google. It's a terrible tool to find what you need in a pinch. Um, so what that looked like to me was businesses on Main Street who need to find a way besides just foot traffic to increase their own revenue and businesses who need a resource to be able to plug into a new community wherever they go. So that's how GotSpot was born, was like tr- trying to solve that problem. So you created another uh, revenue stream for small businesses that had physical locations but underutilized space, and they're able to utilize that to help them offset costs by written it out. Exactly. Yeah, and the thing, too, is um, trying to just be a tool in the arsenal, right? So, for example, in Houston, I have some galleries on my platform, and they get really good wedding traffic from the knot, but they're crickets in the middle of the week. And so having GotSpot as a tool to invite corporate activity into their space when it's quiet is it's – it's just another way to make sure people know they're there and people know they're accessible for things like board meetings and whatnot. And I wouldn't, you know, my first thought when I need to seat a board meeting wouldn't be an art gallery, but when I have a place where I can search through all these different kinds of spaces, I think, oh, of course I can do that there. And it will be beautiful and it will be a change of scenery. And that's good for, you know, both of these kinds of businesses. So when you first started, you were really focusing on dialing in the Houston area, right? like owning that niche Right. And that's probably what you were taking the market. You were getting that seed funded from the pitch competitions, et cetera. And then once the pandemic hit, right, a lot of that revenue basically went to zero. Right. One of the things that I'm interested in learning is I've noticed that a lot of lawyers I come across do do this kind of small business consultant, um, you know, helping them think through their strategic planning, et cetera. Where does that come from? You know, because for a lot of people, you know, a lot of people aren't really entrepreneurs. You know, they're figuring it out. But over and over again, I keep seeing in terms of strategy and advising, you see lawyers fill in this space. Why is that? I mean, I think part of it is just because people without a legal background are intimidated by corporate structures. 
they're intimidated by reporting requirements and licensing requirements and all these things that you just learn as part of your education when you're a lawyer. And then when you go into, a, particularly if you're a private sector lawyer, if you're going to a law firm, whether you're doing litigation or transactional work, you're dealing with business structures and contracts and all these things all day, every day. So it's old hat. And so a lawyer that gets an idea about a business is not going to be as intimidated about just giving it a try as maybe somebody who thinks I have a really good idea, but I don't even know how to create a company or I don't even know how to like, what do I need to file with the state? Or I don't even know these things. And so I think part of it is just um, a knowledge hurdle. They don't have to jump on the front end. Um, there are plenty of other knowledge hurdles, like for example, how do you build a platform <laughs> out of WordPress and duct tape? Um, but I think that initial first hurdle of like, oh, I'm afraid of the paperwork is just not there when you see attorneys. And I will say, um, most attorneys are aware that's an advantage, which is why you see so many sort of, um, civically minded attorneys turning back around in their communities and saying, I can help with this. You know, how can, how can I help you think through these challenges? And some of them do it you know, professionally, but some of them just do it like through their local SBDC or something like that because they want to help. I think your fact though, that you work with these small businesses probably allowed you to go in when you're driving revenue with um, Godspot to really like make them feel like you understand what they're going through. You understand the challenges that they're mm -hmm. facing as small business owners. And that's just such a strong value add from the business model perspective. You know, if there wasn't the pandemic, obviously, but, like, that's that's really cool, and kudos to you for coming up with that. Now, obviously, the pandemic has forced you to put some more duct tape and bubble gum, you know, <laughs> put in stuff, uh, you know, trying to keep the business afloat and in the fight. So talk to us now about, you know, how are you coming out of the pandemic with Godspot? And then let us know long-term what's your BHAG, that big, hairy, audacious goal. Yeah, so um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer your questions in reverse. My, my big goal is connected, resilient business communities everywhere. That's my goal. And, um, you know, thanks to a lot of the pitch competitions I've won, I put together the funding to be able to replace my platform with technology that's really beautiful. So that's not really my challenge anymore. My challenge is awareness of the tool. And so what I have been, you know, I'm based in Houston. Um, I launched in Wichita Falls, Texas in um, October. It's an Air Force town. And I've been going to a lot of economic development corporations in these medium-sized towns, particularly the ones close to military installations, because I really want military spouses to be able to use Gatsba as a tool, and saying to them, what might it look like to let me help you try to bring more diverse activities into your downtown spaces? Um, and then using those EDCs, who are local leaders and sort of trusted in the communities they're in, to go to the businesses and say, let's try this together. Let's see if we can't create, for example, an, an, a space hub a platform where if you're in Wichita Falls, you can go to this one place and look for all the different spaces downtown you can borrow to, you know, pop up your business to be able to, you know, catch whatever traffic. And um, the feedback has been really f positive. My big challenge is um, getting to the right person at an EDC to have the conversation and get the ball rolling. And also, it's just a slow process to build that way. But to me, it's really like really, really important when you get to a business community to um, work hand in hand with the people who are trust brokers in that community. They know what their community needs. Um, they are, want their community to succeed and they're the best um, wise men and women you can listen to about how to serve a community the right way. So, you know, I'm a brand strategy guy, right? So I'm putting my brand head on. Okay. Well, uh, y'all, 
I think something that could be really dope in terms of building brand awareness, because this is one thing entrepreneurs always ask, how do I build brand awareness? How do I get out there? And I think what going back to what we talked to before, your ability to help these small businesses generate an extra 5,000, 10,000, God willing, $100,000 a month through some of their free spaces, the space to have underutilized, that could be your Trojan horse. And so, you know, part of it is finding a Trojan horse that gets you in. And one of the mistakes that a lot of business owners make from a branding perspective is we always want to talk about our businesses. You know, like I run Ironbound Media. Ironbound Media, Ironbound, I don't talk about it, right? I talk about marketing and branding, which drives people. So you, you know, maybe having like a presentation or something, and you be known as the woman and the team that comes in and helps small business owners earn an extra $10,000 a month, an extra, you know, $50,000 a month. Mm -hmm. And that's naturally going to lead to, to uh, Godspot. And um, did I get that right? I said yeah, Godspot. you did. You always got to be careful, y'all. I do so many of these interviews. I'll be, I'll be losing my mind, like, in the middle of them, um, be forgetting things. But that could be a way to kind of get you in and build that brand awareness, like that presentation over and over again, mm -hmm. how Main Street business owners can earn an extra five to, you know, $50,000 a month. You know, and then you deliver that to the Chamber of Commerce. You're delivering that around town. You've got the presentation. You and your team, that's what y'all are known for. The space is the extra. Right. What y'all do is y'all help these businesses stay afloat and earn extra revenue. I think that framing is exactly right um, because in an off-the-cuff conversation, I describe Gotspot as the business sidekick you never th knew you needed um, that's here to be very invested in your success. Um, so yeah, no, what you're saying totally resonates with me. At the end of the day, what we're trying to do is help other businesses succeed. Our success is based on the success of others. And I bet it's a pretty passionate job too. You get to go to these brick and mortar locations, mom and pop shops, you know, the real entrepreneurs, nothing against our techies. You know, we got our startup founders on here, you know, but let's be honest, you know, small business, main street business, that's the heart of these communities across the country. And, you know, with the pandemic and a lot of the economic challenges and inflation taking place, you know, we've got to make sure that we're keeping these small businesses afloat. Yeah, the data is so super clear that a thriving local business community, like blocks of businesses, make streets safer, um, make the schools more well invested because of the revenue in those communities. And like there's so many positive outcomes that ripple out from just having very well connected business communities. And so that's part of the what's so important to me about everything that I'm doing is just saying like what we want to do is be hyper-local, build these relationships that are going to fuel success for this entire community. So you've talked to us about your BHAG, mm -hmm. right? Now, in the sense of, did you answer the question about how we're able to stay afloat during this? <laughs> I did not. But the simple answer is just running super leanly. Um, I think I w I'm, was disappointed not to be able to launch fundraising and whatnot in yeah. 2020, but it actually turned out to be a huge blessing that my overhead is so low because my team is so small that we've been able to just sort of make it work and stay afloat. Um, you know, now we're trying to think strategically about what it looks like to, to sort of restock our inventory because we work so closely with mom and pops and about three quarters of the businesses we worked with in Houston weren't able to keep their space in the pandemic. So with those businesses, the conversation is how can we help you decide whether to go back into space or stay virtual? But then it's also a conversation about educating people about what they can, um, how they can think about their space as a resource, right? And, and 
um, try and generate some revenue off of it by making it available. I, I had another thought because you were talking earlier about how Main Street are the real businesses. And um, what's funny to me, because in my legal career, I've worked with all different kinds of businesses, everything from Wall Street to fruit orchards in California. And um, I believe it's a false narrative that Main Street and the virtual economy are frenemies. That's not true. That's a misalignment um, of an understanding, right? Because the simple fact is that there are, are always going to be activities that require space. Um, and particularly for all of these virtual businesses, like you have to meet with your customer sometime, you have to engage with your customer. And the best way to do that is with all of this space that's already there in this rich, beautiful built environment. And so, you know, not frenemies, but allies, right? If you, if you are smart about building those local relationships, like invite the virtual world into the real world and all grow together. Absolutely. I just like to throw small business owners some love because, you know, a lot of times when the media, when you see the entrepreneurs that are highlighted, this company just raised a billion dollars in funding or this company is like taking over the world and it paints an image of entrepreneurship that like the everyday American Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily experience. So a lot of small business owners, they don't pay themselves very much. They're hooking and jabbing all the time. You know, but I just want to make sure that we always, you know, we give them their flowers. We give all y'all y'all's flowers. I know we got some tech entrepreneurs on here that are going to the moon, building the next unicorn. But if you're a one man solo shop in East Texas, you get love from us. You know, and I think not just an entrepreneurship, but like this is a, a conversation that's worth having generally because when we talk about philanthropy, right? We talk about the billions of dollars that Amazon and all these big gorillas in the room give, but the simple fact is local communities, boys and girls clubs, YMCAs, little league teams run on the philanthropy of these small businesses. Exactly. Spot on. You know, I run Ironbound Boxing in Newark and the first donations I was getting was a local pizza spot. Right. Rob's Pizzeria, then La Cocina's, and then just that was when it clicked. You know, I always thought social impact was, you know, this kind of new movement, you know, the TED Talks, et cetera. But growing up, we never viewed the Little League donations as like social impact. Like, oh, Rob, this pizza spot is sponsoring your uniforms. And so when they're closed and they're not bringing in money, the community hurts. It's suffering. That's right. Because there's no money being able to flow around and support these community-based programs. So Kudos to you for everything that you're doing with uh, Godspot. I'm excited to help elevate it, even with this platform and with all our listeners and, uh, you know, whatever else we can do in the bunker community to help make you win. Well, I really appreciate it. And it's been such a delight talking to you today. I grabbed her. Y'all, we're having these like these meetups, um, you know, there's programming and stuff going on. Right. It's really good. So if you're interested in being an ambassador, make sure you apply to the ambassador program. But I grabbed Rita. I knew I had to get her in here because I've been following you for so long and we've interacted, but I needed to get you on the podcast. Now, before I let you go, we've got entrepreneurs, veteran entrepreneurs and military spouses tuning in from all over the country, all over the world. Number one, what piece of advice would you like to leave them with as they're going through their own entrepreneurial journey? And then number two, as a community, how can we support and elevate everything you're doing with Godspot? The, the best, without question, advice I've ever gotten professionally or in entrepreneurship is have strong opinions loosely held, meaning know yourself and what you want to accomplish and what, you, what you're about. Know all of those things, but be willing to listen 
and be willing to think about when you might need to pivot or shift or change things entirely. So have strong opinions loosely held. Um, and I think that kind of underpins everything else that, that we've been talking about, the asking for help, the leaning on your network. And it's just like you have to know yourself, but then you also have to be willing to listen to all the voices around you and take the things that are really valuable and then action them. And then for me, um, the single most important thing for me is awareness and particularly awareness um, right now among businesses that have space, right? Like I can only be helpful when they know I'm there. Um, and I love, love sitting down with a new business and talking to them about the possibilities of what their space could be used for. Um, so anyone who has connections to people with space that could benefit from making a little more money off of it, um, send them my way. You know what? I just thought of something. Can I share more? Another thing? Sure. So what's the guy? Dan Sullivan's got this book called Who Not How, mm. right? And one of the things what I, I mentioned before about a Trojan horse, but just hearing you talk, right? Who are the people that are advising these small businesses? Because it doesn't necessarily have to be you. Right. You know, what we should also think about is all these small business advisors, all these coaches, all these lenders, the mm. people that are touching small businesses across the country and even just starting out in the Houston area. If anyone is touching a small business, they need to understand that they can brief Godspot as a way for them to earn additional revenue. So now it's not just you and your team. It's like you're like Tom Sawyer. That's you know, right. you're whitewashing the fence and you're inviting other people to come whitewash the fence with you. So for anyone that's listening that is in the Houston area or shit across the country, right. you know, let's spread the word about Godspot. You know, let's let these Main Street business owners think differently about their business models and how they can get other uh, sources of revenue. Amen. Amen. High five. All right, Rita, where can people find you at? How can they reach out to you? Um, I'm on all social channels, Facebook, um, Instagram, LinkedIn. It's all Gotspot Inc. And you can visit the website at www.gotspotinc.com. Love it. Y'all heard her. Head over there to Gotspot. Make sure you uh, spread the word. If you know anybody, send them over. And for all our listeners, please, please, please make sure you subscribe to the Transition Podcast and newsletter at the link in your show notes. I send out a newsletter at least once a week to share with you our latest episode, as well as any topics or updates that you all are, are looking for. Um, additionally, make sure you head over to BunkerLabs.org, sign up for the newsletter, and get plugged into the ecosystem. we got programs that will take you from idea to invoice, incubate you, and position you alongside other founders and CEOs. Until next week, everyone, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week. <laughs>